And, um, we are live. Good to see you today, my EOS podcast friends. I'm here with the one and only Nathan James. Um, me part and him, two. Yeah, part two. <laughs> since before mainnet launch, um, or maybe right now on mainnet when uh, all this glorious stuff started really picking up speed. So um, yeah, man, great to have you back on. Go ahead and introduce yourself for anyone. I, people know who you are, so you don't really need to do that. But uh, yeah, um, how's everything going, man? It's going pretty well. You know, just had a kid. A uh, little bit hard to balance the the work life and and the parent life, but um, it's good. It's going well. Wow! How old you just had a kid? Like how old's your how old's your baby? Uh, we've got one that's uh, soon to be four, and then or not soon, but another half year, and then uh, this other baby's. I think it's a month today. Oh my actually. gosh! Wow! And you're going. That's that's fantastic. Well, well, congratulations. I usually ask what's most exciting about EOS right now, but I guess that's probably having a one month old baby. <laughs> so it's the human baby. Yeah. The human baby. <laughs> that's killing but, me. But you know what? It's it's new territory. Like trying to to juggle those both at the same time. It's exciting, frightening, and uh exciting. Yeah, I mean, because you guys scatter's constantly putting out putting out updates. I mean, it's right. it's moving so fast um so most recently you guys i just saw the marketplace you're launching is that the most recent the most recent update and uh can you talk a little bit about that um well there's a couple things that we kind of released teasers about yesterday one was the marketplace okay uh, which is kind of like a um, open source marketplace which other wallets can tap into and it's not only for us it's for everybody right uh, just like most of the stuff we do um, then there was also a little first snapshot of the upcoming mobile wallet, which we're starting to work on. Um, and then there was also a video of where we are on, on Riddle, the reputation and identity layer. There was a lot of stuff yesterday. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, when I went through and was catching up <clears throat> on your Twitter, I was like, oh my gosh, I, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a nice bundle. What we're really trying to do is just create this big cohesive ecosystem to allow developers and users to be able to do anything they want within uh, a single trusted space, right? Whether we control that space or whether other people control that space, but allow them to have the tools to build that that space. Yeah, and you've been getting rid of a lot of the um, the rough layers for the user experience where. Right. You know, now I'm going in and I'm using my last pass uh, key to get into Scatter and I'm not really worried about all my, right. my, my private keys and things like that. And then I'm going through dApps and kind of navigating and actually getting to play a little bit with the, with the EOS blockchain where uh, it seems like, you know, four or five months ago I was, I'd have to, it was just such a tedious process. So it's getting yeah, a lot sure. better. It's getting a lot. It's better. come a long way. Uh, Rami, my brother who joined uh, Scatter a couple months ago, um, he really helped elevate the user experience a lot. Uh, it made it a lot easier for users to come into the space, made it a lot easier for users who are already in the space to work in the space. Uh, so there's a lot of improvements that have been done, a lot of improvements that are coming down the pipeline. Have you guys been working together for, I mean, have you guys worked together often throughout your lives, like on, on development projects or is this kind um, of... Every now and then, yeah. I can't say we've you know consistently worked together for long periods of time, but we have uh, joined forces every now and then. That's cool. Is he is he more UX? You were saying, or is is you guys have some overlapping skills, or what's how that looks? So uh, Rami started his kind of IT career in graphics, uh, 
Um, and then a more recent development to that is actually getting into development. Uh, and then I pulled him back into the graphics fold a little bit. It's, I, don't, I think he was kind of a little bit bored with it, uh, graphics in general. Um, but it looks like blockchain kind of hit a, hit a nerve with him and he's, uh, he's really enjoying himself. It's lovely to see. Yeah, for, I mean, all your all your your site and, and the the new Riddle logo and all that. I'm yeah. taking, he probably did that. It all looks real yeah, smooth. He's doing all the graphics. Oh, that's killer. That's killer. Aside from the little small parts that I put in, which he does not like, <laughs> <laughs> he fixes them for you. I'm sure <laughs> for later versions. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, for sure. It's um, nice to have someone uh, to lean on in that in that department. Uh, somebody who's more proficient in it than I am. Who's more experienced. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like things are running smooth over there. I mean, yeah. with everything you're putting out, especially this last little release. Um, so with the marketplace, it also, one of your last medium articles was a foray into NFTs and uh, mm -hmm. talking about D goods and possibly right. even having an auction for NFTs right. through scatter. I mean, that's like, that starts to get really interesting. Yeah, and it won't even, that's exactly the marketplace that we're talking about. It won't even be for Scatter. You could connect to the wallet with, uh, you know, Meet One, IAM token, token pocket. Uh, all of these wallets who already support the Scatter protocols, they can just pull them right into the wallet just like they do any other day. Okay, so it won't even be Scatter specific. It'll just be uh, just basically if Scatter's plugged into their wallet, then any wallet will have this marketplace. Right, exactly. Wow. Um, so and for them, there is some kind of, there's small incentives for them. Uh, it works kind of like these, uh, exchange services where they can say that it's coming from their wallet, uh, and register their wallet with these smart contracts and take some of, uh, let's say the fees or, or however it ends up being structured. We don't want to, you know, kind of lock ourselves into saying that there's going to be fees, but there might be fees to incentivize these other wallets to also use it and have kind of a co cohesive ground for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, so integrating that with D-Goods, it sounds like we're, we're going to be talking about possibly having in the near future uh, within, well, who knows, we won't say any timelines, but at some point having um, these NFTs integrated with games and then people selling their game items through this marketplace. Right. Uh, and it won't only be for EOS, the marketplace. For everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. It'll be for any blockchain that uh, scatters sports. Cool. And I know that Tron has a ton of apps right now as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's something that, uh, that you see a lot of, I mean, they're one of the other uh, blockchains that's pumping out a lot of apps. So right. um, aside from Tron, what other uh, chain does Scatter support that's, that's got a lot of apps out there? There's Tron, Ethereum, and EOS. Uh, we're in talks with like 10 different chains right now to see which one will be the next one. Mm -hmm. um, they're all good contenders. We kind of can't, uh, you know, they're going blow for blowy at each other right now. We can't really uh, say which one is going to be next because we're not sure ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a couple different smart contract uh, blockchains which are already out there and also becoming ready now that are looking very promising. Mm. What do you think that? What do you think that landscape looks like longer term? Do you think that one of these chains is going to end up? more like clearly dominant or maybe maybe mass adopted do you think there's kind of room for i mean is there room for like ethereum tron and eos to all be part of I mass adoption or that users don't care yeah when we get to the point uh which is one of our aims at scatter uh, 
uh, when we get to the point where you don't even know what blockchain you're on, you just know that you have you know, scatter desktop or bridge that's coming out at some point. Um, when you know that you have an account and you can play these games, it doesn't matter to the user if they're on Ethereum or Tron or EOS. It might matter to them uh, when they see the transaction times, but once there's a stabilization between all of them, it really won't matter. Uh, and I think there's ample space in this, just like there's ample space for you know MySQL, Postgres, uh, all these other databases, uh, Couchbase, Maria. Uh, so it's there's enough people in the world to support any blockchain that will ever come out. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> so it really becomes kind of a blockchains uh, competing for apps to be a part of their blockchain, as opposed right. to kind of competing for the users. Uh, right. There's a, so there's a flow there, you know, the, the blockchain will compete for developers via easy integration and such and such good transaction times, uh, low fees or no fees. And then the dApps will be competing for the users who in turn uh, compete for those blockchains just via coincidence, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really hard to say which blockchain will take the lead. Uh, it might just be coincidental. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a, and it almost and there doesn't seem like there has to be that much network effect there necessarily either. Like more users doesn't necessarily mean right. that this blockchain all of a sudden is going to win for sure because it's really about who where the DApps are being built. Exactly. And, you know, if there happens to be one really good DApp on Tron, then mm -hmm. obviously Tron is going to come out as the winner, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not really the the winner because there are no winners there. It just happens to be the one with the biggest app on it, uh, which is currently users are using the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's it's easy to um, be very communal, like crypto is so tribal is the word that's used. We're all um, bag holders. Yeah, but it's but it's just so early. It's like it's all it's always fun to stay take a step back and be like, you know, it doesn't really matter that much as long as you know, as long as. It, blockchain itself is being adopted over time. There's so many right. people, so many uses. It's it, you know, it's not this heavy competition even between EOS and Ethereum. Like maybe it's, it plays out or seems like it's right. so close to it. I feel like right now maybe we're stuck in a little bit of speculators' hell, where <laughs> uh, you know we the developers and the people who actually believe in the the underlying technology of blockchain, uh, we want it for a specific reason. We want it for immutability. We want it for uh, taking out third party. Uh, middlemen um, and then there's the speculators who really they don't care about any of that they just want to make a, a quick dollar and both cases are valid I mean there's always going to be both cases right um, but I think as time uh, goes on we'll find a sort of balance there where it's split halfway instead of this weird you know 90% of people are in it right now purely for speculation uh, and then people will just start using applications as if they're normal applications uh, it's part of the reason I don't like the term DAP I think it kind of puts us into this little box, right? Um, and once that happens and applications actually take the lead, it just changes the whole game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and DAP, and DAP almost puts an unnecessary focus on decentralization where right. that's not necessary. I mean, that's, a, that's one of the beautiful things about and can be one of the beautiful things about blockchain, but it's not real necessary for a lot of the the applications right. people are using it for like they don't care if it's decentralized or not one, right. i mean we might as well call it uh then call them naps because they're nft right. apps you know right. <laughs> and that's right. for me that's almost a cooler application especially when you're talking about uh 
gaming and things like that. So, and you uh, don't need blockchain for every part of your application, right? Just like you don't need a database for every part of your application. Just like you don't need JavaScript for every part of your application. Although that is a big part of it. But uh, there's parts and bits that you can use blockchain for within your application to make the not only user experience better because there are a lot of uh, things in blockchain which are better user experience than centralized services. Uh, such as onboarding from paying something in crypto is easier sometimes than paying it with a uh, you know, bank transfer or a credit card or something like that because uh, it's instant. You don't have to go through any checks and balances. Um, and then there's things which you shouldn't simply shouldn't be doing on blockchain. You know, you shouldn't be putting anything private on blockchain. If you're going to store private information, it should be on your local server. If you haven't done that, then you're already harming your users, right? So there's definitely uh, a broad existence of blockchain within applications. Yeah. Do you 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 mentioned uh, privacy? There's the uh, private uh, privios coming out. Right. I'm actually talking to them soon. Um, they're the next guest on the EOS podcast. Um, have you? I have to say, I haven't done much research into it yet. Okay. Okay. So well, I don't want to say too much because you know it's not fair to them. Yeah, for sure. Well, my best my best research is just asking people questions on the podcast. Right. So that'll be done. My my research will be done tomorrow when I actually talk to them and I just ask a bunch of stupid questions. So, <laughs> so you don't have like one of those blackboards where you meticulously put things together like a serial yeah. killer. <laughs> ask him this, make this question. Yeah, I yeah no, I, I, that would be cool. That would be I, I I picture that being awesome, but no, I don't. I kind of have like a list of like ten kind of cool things that's happened and then like every once in a while I'll glance down and be like oh yeah I should ask about right. that um, but no um, that's uh yeah I'm I'm the I'm the uh free-flowing podcast interview I'm, I'm I just let my curiosity take the <laughs> take the lead with the hat yeah exactly it's, it's my curious hat I let the <laughs> hat on and go for it um but uh kind of what I you know what I've been most interested in is this is this idea of gaming and the the NFTs in in that direction. Um, and it was another recent um, Medium article, or maybe it was an article that was written somewhere else, but about Scatter possibly reaching out to um, right. games. Can you talk about that, like indie games and Steam games? So uh, we're always amazed at the amount of you know natural marketing that we get because we we don't put any money into marketing or do any marketing or anything like that uh, we just kind of post a medium article every now and then that one specifically i think just because of the implications of it uh what the article actually was was us uh telling the community that we're starting to look for games we're starting to look for games that aren't on blockchain uh whether they're completely done or halfway done or whatever and we'd like to license them or outright buy the the assets and all of the ips and all of that uh, and bring them to blockchain, uh, starting with EOS. And um, they got posted to so many different uh, outlets. And it was, you know, it's humbling and heartwarming to see that kind of uh, community outreach on our behalf, helping us bring other people into this space. It's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, the implications of, our, of that are pretty heavy. I mean, you think about uh, how big something like the Steam marketplace is. Right. And then you think of, uh, yeah, some sort of blockchain marketplace that's for blockchain right. games, that's, that's, which is the direction that possibly all games are going to have some sort of NFT. It would make sense that they would have some sort of blockchain years down the road. So um, that shift is going to be there. It's a question of whether 
someone comes in and kind of replaces steam for blockchain or if steam kind of gets ahead of the, <laughs> gets ahead of the curve there. But, but yeah, I mean, there's, so cool. if we look at blockchain as a whole, it's tiny, you know, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, there's, we're the smallest tiny percentage of the end of the percentage. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think pushes like this, we, our personal belief uh, is that pushes like this, which bring gamers who are a little bit more technically savvy than, uh, the general internet using population uh, just because they they have to deal with games they have to deal with installers they have to deal sometimes with you know proprietary cracks for their games which allow them to use other networks and such and such uh, and it makes them a, a better target for blockchain onboarding you know them downloading scatter is the same as them downloading discord they're just used to having uh, peripherals for their games um, so we believe that gaming is a very good entrance into blockchain in general yeah, yeah, especially since your target can kind of be the developer and a lot of game developers, they, they're like, especially indie game developers, I'd imagine are looking for ways to monetize. And so this, this idea that they could possibly monetize these games in a new way right. is huge. It's a I got a, we got a really sad email, actually. It's funny that you say that. One of, the, one of the emails was a guy who had like poured his heart and soul into this game. Uh, and it was on Steam, and it had like you know, 30 downloads. And it was a good game. And um, he was just like, look, uh, I don't know what you guys want to do with this, but uh, if you do decide to, to go with me, I wouldn't want to outright sell you uh, the entire rights, but I'd like to come on and you know, continue to work on this because I love working on it, and I just can't, uh, I don't have the ability to support myself with this full time. Um, and seeing that is like, wow, some of these guys out there are doing really good work, but they're just getting hidden by the sea of games on, uh, let's say steam, for instance. Uh, and it's hard for them. They want, they're looking for an out and they don't mind. Uh, it's not even that they don't mind. They would rather monetize through blockchain, uh, configurations than have to put invasive measures like, uh, tracking or ads into their games. It's something that they, they don't want to do. They're gamers. They make games cause they like gaming. They don't want to have to blow ads in your face just to make enough money to support themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the kind of the bigger picture things that blockchain is, is the thought of it is going to solve someday is this. Um, there's a lot of ways that people add value into the world, but there's not really an easy way to monetize it. And that's right. one of the cool things is it's stepping in places like there. Uh, Patri EOS is coming out soon, which right. is, a way for YouTubers to monetize um, and things like that. And yeah, there's, there's these, and it's, it's going to spread out a lot more where there's all these little ways that people add value into the world, but don't really uh, have a way to monetize it. So that, that's cool. To, that's cool to reach out to those indie game developers. Um, how do those guys even, I mean, there's thousands of games. I wonder how you even get found. Is it just luck? I mean, I'm sure you could have sure. a great game. Yeah. You could have a great game and just no one notices it. Are you, you know, there's a lot of marketing. Yeah, the, uh, the downside of this huge internet that we have, right, is you could have the best technology on earth, um, but if you don't market it correctly, uh, Scatter being the unicorn that it is, where we don't have any marketing, but uh, generally, if you don't market it correctly, nobody's going to find it, mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Scatter. It was, uh, I mean, great product and great timing. So it's, it's just, timing. yeah. So it just is. Uh, you, luckily that, that people yeah. love what you guys are doing. So it kind of, you have a great, you have a, we know that army of marketers out there. So that's, that's yeah. rad. Yeah. Um, but we owe it, we owe it all to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, uh, I look forward to, to seeing what kind of games you guys bring on board. Um, or hopefully something people are coming to you with great stuff and more stories like that. Maybe you, you know, that's a, that's a really cool direction. Um, and steam itself has been, has gotten a lot of kind of has been in the news in the last few years, just as far as blowback for how their monetization and, and right. And closing a lot people. of devs are pretty angry, you know? Yeah. Same deal with Apple store, right? It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, let me, uh, let me just go make this game and then, uh, I'll pay you, you know, uh, percentage of my, my earnings or a flat plus a flat fee for, for Apple developer the same with unity and, and unreal. Uh, I think one of those is better than the other has better terms, but one of them takes like you know, percentage of your total profits. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's hard out there for these developers to make games, which can self-sustain. Yeah. What's also rough about that is that uh, the developers are putting in all the work and the creativity and the, the love into these, these projects. And then there's these people, uh, well, it's not people, but you know, I mean, basically people who have, how do you, how do you envision them? Are they sitting in like a boardroom holding some smoking cigars? Yeah. They're, they're the ones with the, they're the ones with the big map with the strings that look like cereal. That's how I, yeah, I, imagine that. yeah. That's a, <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. You were like, mm. yeah. well, you know, it is, I, I, I'm a free market guy, so it's like it's fine that that's kind of there. But I also it excites me the fact of kind of being able to to drive a wedge in where there's these other ways to you know kind of yeah. de- you know to to fix that a little bit because I think it's it's not it's just human nature that pendulum kind of swings back and forth. And right now right. it's been going kind of this way so long that there's become these big oh, monopoly yeah monopolies in all these different areas. And so now it's nice to have these different ways to start driving little wedges in and, uh, right. you know, let the, let the... There's a couple of different projects. Uh, I won't name them because there's a few of them. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, put any of them over the other. But uh, there's a couple of different projects running on EOS right now who are actually going to be competing with Steam. Oh, cool. Great. So it, it's going to be nice to have something. What's the problem with a monopoly is the monopoly can set their own prices, the same as the, uh, mm-hmm. the drug companies in, in the United States. Uh, and if you have no other people who are able to compete with you, then you can do whatever you want with the price and you can screw everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have competition, it just makes it better for everybody, except for those, you know, the monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. um, yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's something cool. Uh, Scatter is doing it. You're offering integration, all the different wallets and things like that and keeping kind of a heavy wallet competition out there. I think that's really cool it for the ecosystem. Keeps us honest. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, you mentioned, or in in your in Twitter and your um, on your webpage, you've mentioned stable coins on Scatter. What's that? What's that look like? Well, there already are stable coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they're all running on or my one. I think actually, Carbon might have been added to Bancor, uh, but most of them are running on Ethereum. So there's Dai there. There's a TUSD, uh, CUSD. There's or no, CUSD is Carbon. There's a couple different uh, tokens there already. Um, and one of our plans for the nearer future is to have a stabilize and destabilize button. So let's say you're holding dice or IQ or something like that, and you notice that the market is tanking. You can just click stabilize. It'll stabilize to a stable coin. And once you see the market kind of, you know, getting ready, uh, you can just destabilize it again, and it will go right back to the one that you had initially, uh, no matter how many hops it was from that initial coin. Uh, we're working on kind of an exchange API right now, which will 
help along that process because right now it might be a couple different hops let's say you have to go from iq to eos to ethereum to a stable coin and then all the way back and it's it's a bit too many steps that'll cost you a lot of fees um, but we think we understand there's a lot of traders out there we're focused primarily around apps but uh we like to give things that users want um so that's one of those more tradery aspects of of scatter one of the only yeah <clears throat> i mean that makes trading so i mean I make, that is makes trading so simple if people are just thinking about it like stabilize and destabilize um, exactly um instead yeah. of here let me go let me go stop sell this at you know an exchange <laughs> yeah you see all the graphs and you're like what the fuck yeah, is going yeah, on like here? stop limit what the fuck? <laughs> what yeah, does that even sure. mean uh-huh um, yeah, well, that's, that, that opens up the door for people. Hopefully they don't, uh, hurt themselves with it, but, uh, but it is probably, but it's probably, I mean, you're not going to hurt yourself the same way yeah. that you could hurt yourself trading. So I guess that's probably right. good. Maybe that'll keep people off. You would only hurt yourself by not making the extra. You yeah, exactly. Going unless, you know, the stable coin actually just craps itself and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, in so that's part of the the token exchange. Basically, it's where people don't have to go to a, an external exchange, and so that also and we will be taking that off of Scatter as well. What's that? Our, we'll we oh. will be taking that off of Scatter as well. Uh, okay. Not taking it off, but allowing it uh, to be imported into other wallets. Okay. Okay. Um, and and that's that's cool i mean this is so you're building tools that other wallets basically can it can throw in and make other wallets more effective and especially these early days where everyone is just a lot of people i think just by happenstance are just kind of using a wallet that they started using somewhere and it's like okay now i use well, this very one. personal yeah i'm comfortable with it so right. um yeah it's it's you have to trust your wallet you know so when you've been walling using a wallet for six months and you know you haven't been scammed or tricked or you know hurt then uh, it becomes it becomes a very personal thing. It becomes your go-to wallet, no matter what. Everybody's like, I have this wallet, I have this wallet, I have this mm -hmm. wallet. Mm -hmm. so it's good that we have a lot of trusted people and we have a lot of untrusted people. But it's also good that we have a lot of trusted people in the, the kind of blockchain sphere that uh, are pushing those narratives. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Riddle because that's one of the big, bigger projects that's uh, come out recently or made some yeah. progress um you've got a cool new logo with the shield and the thumbprint the identity yep. and the safety um i take that's from your brother um yep. cool um so a reputation identity layer and talk about how that works and kind of what that'll mean for people and um the chrome browser and that type of thing so uh it's again a multi-tiered uh system there as, as far as uh, interactability. One is the Chrome extension, which you can just install into your browser and it'll help keep you safe while you're, while you're going along. I won't commit to saying we're gonna have a Firefox and Safari one because I've dealt with those before and they're a huge hassle to deal with. Um, but there will be a Chrome one. I mean, there's already uh, parts of the Chrome one ready. Um, and then the second part would be uh, we have a website where you can just go to that website. You don't need the Chrome extension or anything like that. And you can just look up uh, different reputations for different things, say a blockchain address or some item in a game or a, a user or a contract or whatever. Um, and then the third part will be an API where 
other wallets or other apps or other anything uh, can actually tap into this. And then the fourth part is actually the smart contract. So you can pull these reputations from directly on chain into your contract to make sure that you know uh, a certain address isn't malicious or something like that. So it could be used inside of an exchange or, or uh, other dApps who want to deal with loaning or stuff like that. Um, and that's just the interaction side. On the actual tech side, uh, it's though we use it specifically ourselves just for, uh, mostly for security and rating of apps and stuff, it's so much broader than that. If we take dgoods as an example, um, because of the way that both dgoods and Riddle are uh, created, you can have categorization in dgoods, which says, you know, you have this game, uh, you have weapons, and then you have this specific weapon. Um, and in Riddle, you can do the same thing, so you can match reputations across each stack. So you can say, this game has such and such reputation. All weapons uh, generally have such and such. And reputation doesn't mean reputation. It doesn't mean strength and dexterity or things like that specific towards that app. Uh, and then this weapon could have a specific uh, reputation. And the owner of this weapon could have a specific reputation. You know? So you can go all the way down the stack and have reputations for, for each of these and unique identities for them all, uh, which makes it very dynamic, very uh, hard to say what it will be used for in the future. Um, uh, yeah, what would a, I mean, what would be a guess of how like a weapon reputation would be used? I mean, in not reputation, so you're just, I guessing that would mean that uh, people are kind of giving their vote on how powerful a weapon is type of, type of thing right. or not even it could be anything let's say there was for this specific game um they had a we call them fragments so it's just a, a named thing that you can vote on it's kind mm -hmm. of like a scoring system the whole thing is kind of like a scoring system um, and we could call it rarity right so users can vote that this weapon or this whole entire category of weapons let's say uh, rare um swords right uh, has a, a rarity of 0 0.7, whereas another category has a rarity of 4.5, right? So it's instantly available to see uh, which weapon is more rare, which weapon is rarer, uh, which isn't something that you always have in games. Sometimes it's take Diablo, for instance, you can pick up a weapon, you don't know if it's good or not. Mm -hmm. And you just go and you sell it to some uh, random NPC in the game. And then later you find out that you sold like some $50,000 weapon <laughs> because you didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what's the, what's the UX look like for, for this or how are you picturing? Are you picturing with that browser extension kind of a, a score as you interact with items kind of just popping up there for you or so for the browser extension specifically, because it's only aimed at protecting you on the yeah. web. Um, there is a score. The icon for the browser extension changes depending on what tab you're on, uh, what you know, link you're on, what URL you're on. Um, and it'll instantly show you if it's blue, uh, that means it's okay. And then it'll show you a rating of blue, one, two, three, four, five. If it's red, that means that it's bad. Uh, some form of bad, either it's scam or it's dangerous or you know, they're unsolvent. Um, and then it'll show you red, one, two, three, four, five, five being the worst. And then you can actually click it and it'll show you a breakdown of exactly what's going on there. Uh, you know, how much of a scam it is, how dangerous it is, how insolvent they are. Uh, a whole bunch of different uh, global kind of fragments. Oh, wow. <clears throat> that's that, that's cool. I mean, I, but having it up in the 
it, it reminds me of the little, it's different, but the little shield that you get when you're on a, a secure website, just kind of a quick visual, kind of a quick visual right. that you see where you're at. Um, and then you can dig in deeper. That's, that's, that's right. killer. And then for, let's say for scatter, for instance, because you don't have the, the extension, uh, we're building it right into the wallet. So if, when you try to log into a website, let's say you tried to log into that recent Telos Foundation, Telos Dash Foundation IO scam. Mm -hmm. uh, before you even click accept to log in, not even for the signature transaction, before you try to log in, it'll say, hey, this is a scam site. You don't want to log into this. It won't stop you from logging in, but it will tell you uh, exactly why you shouldn't be logging in. You know, this is negative uh, 700 reputation dangerous. Mm -hmm. And that will take uh, obviously a couple people logging in, something going wrong, and then them and then them rating it. So not work? particularly. Yes, in general, it is a burn system. One person has to be burned first, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but for that specific site, if somebody like me, who knows the the EOSIO, uh, ecosystem and the contracts and what they all the actions do, if I were have gone, if I would have gone to that website. Uh, and then gone through the process of trying to claim. If they would have gotten me first, mm -hmm. uh, I would have instantly noticed this is an update auth, right? Because and I would have known what update auth is, because that was the main problem here: is people didn't understand what update auth actually was. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would have just immediately clicked decline, went to Riddle, reputed it badly, and given it you know a shit score. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I mean, so there's also the chance for people to. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be burned. They can find a scam website and then report right. it without actually getting burned. Okay. Yeah. And the great thing about that is uh, if you're the first person to repute something, um, you become a miner of it for a bit. So everybody who reputes after you, you get a little bit of the tokens that were used from that repute. So I'm very sure that a form of bounty hunters will come into existence uh, who just look for the memos Mm -hmm. Because that's how a lot of these scam sites get out. They look for oh, the memos yeah. uh, and they'll just go to these sites and try to be the first to repute them negatively. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, then that makes it a race that, that lines up the incentives beautifully where right. now all of a sudden there's this race on the other, the other end to, to expose right. these. Yeah. I'm going to race to scam people's money. Well, I'm going to race to help people not get scammed. Yeah. And yeah, you might as well be a, be a white hat on that one. That's, right. that's, that's beautiful killer. symbiotic relationship. Uh-huh. That's great, man. I like it. Um, so let's see what else I've got here. I've got that, uh, the scatter desktop game competition. Yes. Can you, what's that? Well, we are, uh, so, uh, we haven't actually talked about this. Yet. That's funny. Um, Mario Silva, the guy who works on our, on our C sharp and unity SDK and also EOS sharp. And, uh, there's a C sharp web sockets and you know, he's been doing a lot of work, really good work. Um, he just released the 2.0 for Scattershark and Yelpshark, which kind of mm -hmm. adds a lot of needed functionality, like being able to use that library within um, web games from Unity. So uh, we were lacking some support for that and also updating it to our modern standard of Scatter.js and, and et cetera. Um, and now that we're putting this into uh, beta phases, also by starting this whole scattered games thing where we're purchasing and licensing games, um, we're putting that library through beta testing. Once the beta testing is over and we can see for sure that it's working as intended and such and such, uh, we're going to be releasing a desktop game competition using uh, Unity 3D and the winners will get some money. Oh, it's killer. That'll be, that'll be fun, man. That'll be, 
this 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 the rest of this year is going to be fantastic. I'm excited. <laughs> wish Crazy. I could wish I could hop in a time machine and go see what happens. But I guess I'll just have to. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, no. What am I talking about? Takes away all the glory. <laughs> sit here and sit here and live it and love it right. as long as I can, huh? I know this last since this last nine eight nine months has already passed like like that. So I'm sure the next will happen as well. I should probably be trying to slow it down instead. Yeah, so. <laughs> Don't slow down the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Tech moon. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, cool. Well, is there, as we've gone through a lot of, a lot of stuff here. Is there anything that uh, that's going on with scatter that we've um, kind of glossed over or didn't mention? I think the one that most people are interested in right now is probably bridge, which okay. is kind of our uh, way to sign into applications without scatter, you know, just a Facebook login or, a mobile phone or an email or something like that. Um, and it's, you know, it goes without saying how, how impactful a service like that is when you don't mm-hmm. have to download a wallet. We know that we ourselves are a barrier to adoption mm-hmm. and uh, we don't want to be holding that mantle forever. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that that really is what a lot of people are talking about more than anything, aside from the games acquisition. For some reason. Yeah. What's the, uh, What's the security look like? How do you how do the people secure their keys and, and that type of what's they don't that look like? It's okay. a I will be straight up front with this. It is a centralized service, right? Mm-hmm. We control those keys. Um, and a lot of people will say that they don't want to do that. That's fine. That's what we have Scatter Desktop for, right? Mm-hmm. You can take the accounts that are on Scatterbridge and move them to Scatter Desktop, and we will no longer have control to your over your keys or assets or anything like that. However, if we want to bring new people into blockchain, they don't know what keys are and they have no incentive to learn what keys are. But I guarantee you, if they make $100 on bet dice, they will find a way <laughs> to protect their keys and mm-hmm. own their accounts, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to start thinking like that. Instead of education, 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 we need to start thinking about incentives, 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 because that's what really brings people into space. Yeah, I mean, you can't... Uh you you can't tell people what they you can't tell people how to think or or how they should be marketed to you have to basically get in their head and feel how they're thinking and then give right. them what they need you know it, that, that's really the only approach and and uh and kind of the good the best point there is that once people have money or have some sort of skin in the game then all of a sudden then there's that incentive to protect it right. and and for some people, they still won't care. You know, maybe they'll have yeah. to get like thousands of dollars in there before they're like, I care. And, you know, we won't allow them to do that, though. Oh, really? There, there is an actual, there's a, yeah, there's a cap on that service. So, uh, okay. You can't actually have more than a specified, I mean, oh, you know, system token value. We're not going to aggregate all of your alt tokens. That's probably a good idea. That probably, that takes the takes away a, a yeah. big giant honey pot <laughs> anyway. Well, exactly, so. exactly. We don't want to be. You know, the one guy who gets hacked. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kills exactly. Kills off blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second but it'll be extremely easy to move to. It's not like setting up a new uh, account on Scatter now with EOS, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. All you'd have to do at that point is click a button, which you download your backup file to. Uh, bring it into, import it to Scatter Desktop, type in your password, and you're ready to go. It's okay. not like you have to go through the EOS account creations, importing your keys, yada, yada, yada. It's all mm-hmm. ready for you. Right. Yeah, so you just have it. You're you're storing that file securely for them, and then someday right. when they get it together and they want it, you can just exactly. send it right to Scatter. Um, 
Yeah, that the idea of people being able, I mean, there's so many people that I'd love to get into, you know, just even family and things that know what I'm doing, but just aren't going to sit down for 15 minutes and have me get them set up. But if yeah. I just be like, here's an app, you know, download it exactly. and use, lose your Facebook, then they'd be like, oh, cool, we can finally do this, you know? Right. So, um, and for developers, because we're so focused on developers, for them, it's no work. All they have yeah. to do is add the Scatterbridge plugin and they're good to go. Mm-hmm. If, Scatter, if like Scatter.js doesn't, uh, our JavaScript library, if it doesn't see Scatter on their computer or any other type of wallet that we support, uh, you know, meet one, I am token, token pocket links, whatever it is, um, it'll just default to that bridge with the app doesn't have to do anything. They use their application exactly the same as if they're interacting with any of these wallets. Uh, and then the user will just be able to log in with Facebook or an email. And what app would they be logging into? They'd be logging into scatter bridge app. It would be bridge.getscatter.com bridge.getscatter. Okay. And that would basically they'd log in with, let's say Facebook, they'd come in and then they'd see the same interfaces if they were in a, like the scatter marketplace type of interface or what would we are modeling it to look like a slim down version of scatter desktop, very focused just on apps. Mm -hmm. Um, so that when they move to desktop, it'll be an easier move to them. They won't have to relearn a UI or anything like that. Uh, but it will have a little bit less functionality just because it doesn't need that function. It'll also have some things which you don't have in desktop, like limiting the amount of uh, tokens you can use in specific apps so that they can't drain your account, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And, uh, and will they be able to kind of transfer money in and out of that? Yeah. Okay. But there'll be a, probably a limit on it's a it's a fully blown EOS account. Okay. Okay. Cool. Wow. Yeah, that'll be that'll be it'll be big. What's a how how far in the future right. is that? Is that <laughs> no idea? No We're idea. Right now, uh, in different, uh, like concurrently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really impossible to say how much each one of these will take because we're hiring people now to actually work on different facets of Scatter. Uh, so it's not just me anymore working on these things and saying, oh, I have to do one, two, three before I can even do that. However, yeah. Riddle does need to come out before that um, because we will be using Riddle inside of Bridge to uh, show those same warnings that we show in, in Scatter. So oh. you shouldn't be logging into this application. In Bridge specifically, we might actually not let you log into certain applications who have very low scores. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's, that's amazing. Um, so uh, aside from bridge, is there anything else that we've kind of, kind of glossed over here? Oh man, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> more, more on scatter, anything big in scatter we're missing? What else we are we missing this, in scatter? Uh, we have this Venn diagram of, you know, the four categories of adoption, you know, liquidity and developers and uh, onboarding and something like that. And man, like, 70% of that stuff we haven't even released to the public, but it's uh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, it's I don't want to hype it up at all, so I'm not no. going to tell you anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're not yeah. the hype. Yeah, okay. Well, I like how you guys work. Um, it just, I was, right before we started, I was saying how you guys, Scatter will kind of go dark, not for a long time, just for a little while, but that means that something like, something cool is about yeah. to pop out. And so, uh, like, like how Riddle just came out with, uh, you know, with your new logo and your new branding and the, yeah, all the, you know, the website shots and stuff is cool. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. So we like to do that. I think yeah. that by now, uh, there's two triggers that the community knows. Like, uh, one is if we're dark then something's coming, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's a proven fact already. 
And the second is if I release something, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like two minutes afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, those are the two sureties. Those are those are good. Those are those are killer. Cool, man. Well, uh, it was a blast to have you on. Um, I probably won't wait another six months to have you on again because you guys are doing stuff so fast. But um, but we'll have to do it again and, and catch up. Um, when maybe you, next time we'll bring a whole bunch of people on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, guys here. Yeah, bring bring the whole. When you got your scatter team all built, we'll have a big big live conference. There's already or something. five of us now. Is there really? Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I only knew about your uh, I knew about your brother Rami. That's but uh, yeah, you've got five now. Cool. Well, that's good. That's good for the community. That things that means stuff's gonna be moving fast. Our scatter wall is gonna be getting more interesting. Um, Cool. Well, uh, I'm most excited about the game developers. I don't know what everyone else is most excited about, but uh, that's that's my that's what we I'm always excited. Game, right? I know. I just yeah, exactly. Just how how quickly can I just get a cool sword and sell it with for EOS? That's all, that's all I want. You know what sucks about though? Because like, I first I feel guilty whenever I play a game. I'm like I should be fucking working right now. But <laughs> what's worse is I play a game to relax from like blockchain, and then I start up a game and I'm like, dude. <laughs> blockchain in this game <laughs> yeah for sure or or when you're able to start like earning money selling like stuff from your games and all of a sudden it's going to be this then you become a trader instead of playing yeah. it. like i don't even need to really do my other job even i'll just like play this video game and trade and you know trade what items and that you know i mean yeah. people already do this they quit their jobs to go uh become like twitch stars and stuff like that mm -hmm. this market already exists it's just a little bit dumb right now they don't have all of the tools to be able to make as much money as they possibly could yeah well i mean and then think about integrating that with vr because we've got high fidelity i don't know if you've put on an oculus rift lately but um oh, yeah. my god i i like i put on i've been putting on the oculus rift like once a year for like five or six years like it's since better. it came yeah and each time i'm like it's getting closer it's getting close right. this this time i put it on i was like oh my god yes this is you so fun it doesn't even have vertigo anymore, but you like, you, you move your head around and you're like, oh, this is just weird. Yeah. So, what's going on here? I know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I've, 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 I've spent a few hours just at a time, just messing around with all the different games. There's a bow and arrow shooting game. That's like right. really realistic. And you're just like, you know, fighting all these people with bow and arrows. There's a uh, scuba diving, which is killer. Even just Google earth, just traveling around, like going to the There's pyramids. One called, uh, sorcery sorcery and i can't remember what it is but it's like the most brutal fighting game i've ever seen where like you you have to block people and stab them with things and like you can throw your weapons at them and oh. i was looking at this game i was like oh my god i've never <laughs> seen such a brutal game really <laughs> it was like i'm gonna stab him in the eye and he stabs him in the eye and sword sticks in there like, jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean as soon as as soon as like high fidelity and that kind of second life thing happens where we have the oasis uh and you're able to have nft right. tokens and you can earn money within the game and all this all of a sudden the, we're on we're on the I brink of most change. interesting thing about that being like because it's a smart contract platform and anybody can technically put code onto this uh network you could really have kind of an oasis thing where other people uh build these little sections of this game into new smart contracts, right? Mm -hmm. So you could have user-generated mm -hmm. content in the most significant way, where an entire, entire level of the game is built by a user, 
including all of the assets and you know your 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 graphics look different when you step into this level i mean possibilities for something like that on blockchain are just phenomenal yeah man that is that is that is because i was just thinking about all the different uh, assets within the one game but if people are building right. their own smart contracts and their own little communities yeah. within the, the overarching one yeah it's getting meta you build you know some kind of client which taps into all of them it's crazy mm -hmm. that's where you really get into real ownership of blockchain uh blockchain items mm -hmm. wow well that's a uh, that's an interesting one i've been i've been uh, trying to get High Fidelity um, to come to our meetup in San Francisco because they're in San Francisco also, right. and give like a talk. But um, they're not they're not quite far enough along yet. I think they're like you. They wanna they wanna keep things under wrap until they have something. So so they're they're doing it right. But I'm gonna keep I'll keep asking them every couple months. So I mean we know that they have the text the tech stack the the balls to do that. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Just about time. Yeah, that guy's that guy's kind of a legend in the VR space in that Second Life. I think his name's Phil he Rose. Rose Life. Yeah, he created Second Life, and and that before like crypto came along, Second Life had like millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, in-game coin transactions. You know, they were basically the crypto before blockchain. You know, so right. um, yeah, he's he's kind of he's he's an interesting dude. So. Blockchain before time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, Cool. Well, uh, people can go find, go get scatter, get scatter.com. Where's the best places for them to get find you? Scatter.com. Get so dash scatter. No, just yes. so there's no scams happening, right? Get, get dash, dash scatter.com. No, do not, and do not get scammed. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you guys can find me. The EOS podcast is also a podcast. That's why it's called the EOS podcast. <laughs> and the, uh, the purpose is so that when you're working or supposed to be working, you can actually be learning about EOS, which is a fun way to work. So, uh, <laughs> when you're supposed to be working. You can, you can listen to some stuff. Yeah, like exactly. Uh, or driving to work. So the EOS podcast is a podcast. Also, I have a proxy, uh, Mr. Happy money proxy. Uh, because I talk to block producers and I've been doing that for a long time. time together, can't you? Yes, you can. Yeah, there you go. There's, there it is. Awesome. We're, we're, we had a good little partnership going there. So uh, yeah, if you like the podcast and you uh, trust my judgment and all these cool block producers I talk to, uh, I don't vote for everyone that I talk to, but uh, but uh, the good ones for sure. So um, ouch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can't. It's just yeah. Or else uh, they would all just. Or else they'd all just be trying to come on the uh, right. you know podcast just to get the proxy vote. <laughs> um, mm, those are marketing strategies. I know. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, there, there it is. So that was a fun show, man. I appreciate your time, Nathan. And uh, you guys are doing big time stuff. So I appreciate that, too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. The money is not the prime asset in life. Time is, and uh, your time is just the